is the main satellite. The main satellite. You motherfuckers hear that? The main satellite. What's the thing I like the most about you motherfuckers at the main satellite is that when y'all get on somebody, y'all just keep going in on it. It is beautiful. It's people might think it's an asshole thing, but I love it. I love the shit. Make sure you don't give that up ever. It is perfect every time. So welcome bike. Welcome. Welcome bike. <laughs> Dear listeners. Here we are again, <laughs> up in this motherfucker, <laughs> up in this motherfucker. Who are you? I'm Tamarcus from Where Goldsboro, from? Goldsboro, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And what does that make you? Uh, Goldsboroian night. Okay, Tamarcus, Mr. Goldsboroian night from Goldsboro. City of Gold, North Carolina. <laughs> My name, as our listeners will no doubt know by now, is Brody. I am from Goldsboro, North Carolina as well. And that makes me a dyed-in-the-wool Goldsboro night individual. Welcome back, dear <laughs> listeners. How you feeling today, guys? Shit, I feel all right, man. How about you? Grateful to be here. Yeah, yeah. I just did something. Well, ain't nobody gonna see this video. I drank a little something, something that we're not being paid to advertise a goddamn fucking thing. <laughs> we're not sponsoring nobody. We don't have any sponsors. But if we were on camera, it might have been seen. But anyone who is listening, who is a representative or owner of a great company we are the main satellite we here at the main satellite <laughs> we'll um we'll hock your wares <laughs> for a price <laughs> any sponsors come on home to us you won't find better advertising would it nah not at all you won't find better advertising shoes clothes Alcoholic beverages, personal services, electronics. This is what we do. Our words are power. You want our power behind your product. But we ain't doing it for motherfucking free. (laughs) (laughs) What's on the, uh, uh, tell me about life for you since the last show. Tell our listeners. About life, you over the last couple of uh, last week or so, week and a half or so. What has been going on with you, my brother? Uh, nothing the same. Just nothing. This is the same old. Nothing new. But it's all right. Everything all good. You remember what they used to say back in the day when we were, <laughs> we were younger? Mm-mm. Everything is everything. <laughs> Everything is everything, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So what will be the topic of discussion today, God? I thought um, you had a, had something you wanted to, to discuss. 
No, I do. Yeah. I just want to know if you remember. <laughs> <laughs> so uh I uh so we are lifelong readers of comic books here at the main satellite. Mark and I, you and I. And uh, we love them all, from all eras. Uh, many titles across companies, corporations, Marvel, DC, Wildstorm, Vertigo, uh, Dakota, you name it. But one of our favorite properties is uh, Marvel's Mary Mutant Mariachi Band, the X-Men. X-Men. And uh, we like it for various reasons. Now, we know why it was created. Individuals hated and feared by a world that they fight for a world that hate and fears them because of their genetic quote-unquote differences, these post-human abilities they have. And it's a, um, well, Stan Lee, uh, co-creator, and Jack Kirby, co-creator, um, had that in mind when they created the characters. And so it's a metaphor for, um, you know, civil rights and ostracization of, first and foremost, Black people and, uh, you know, Racism and bigotry, you name it. So when the characters were first introduced in 1962, uh, they were, hey, Lair. All right, fellas, I was trying to sneak in. We got you, we see. How you doing? I'm doing good. Good, good. So we were just going to discuss the ins and outs of uh, X-Men and, and why we have specific problems with them. So the characters were introduced in 1963 by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby, and their metaphor for um, racism, bigotry, ostracization of marginalized people, lynching, murder, rape, pillaging, you name it. And one of the reasons later on, both Jack Kirby and Stan Lee elaborated on in terms of why the characters were white is because they knew that the just the books wouldn't sell. That was their thing. The books wouldn't sell if the characters were white, even though it was about racism, discrimination, discrimination, bigotry, and all of that. So instead, which kind of makes it makes a certain degree of sense. It's a, it's a business um, first, but they sometimes, most times, all the times, I wish they'd been braver and just decided to rely upon their genius and their ability to introduce. Um, interesting ideas so discrimination of marginalized people is explored through the introduction and serialized story telling about white quote-unquote conventionally attractive characters with these extraordinary post-human abilities having read these books for most of my life since the age of five or six years old um, I enjoyed the pomp, the circumstance, the four color adventure, daring do all of that. And um, fairly early on, I gained an understanding for what the characters, what the story stood for. But when I got a, I think the first time it began to bother me, this aspect of it is when I was maybe 12 or 13. 
And by then I was very aware of who Rosa, it had been a long time, actually before then, I was aware of who Rosa Parks was and who Martin Luther King was, Mega Evers, Malcolm X, you know, you name it, or you name them. And so it began to bother me then. Now, fast forward, I'm 42 years old and I'd say about four years ago, it really began to bother me that, you know, uh, we're the 21st century and these ideas are still, this idea is still explored by and large uh, by way of white, quote unquote, conventionally attractive, super powerful characters. And I have a problem with that. And month by month, because I, you know, I collect by the month, it becomes more of an issue to me. So I enjoy the X-Men, the stories, the mythology, the history, all of those things quite a lot, but rather a lot less than what I used to, because they're taking our story and it is only cool or relatable when it is told by way of white characters. Our story, the indigenous population story you know that's a that's an issue to me so that was what i wanted that's what i want to discuss today how we all view that sort of thing what can be used what pathways can be taken to change that and uh how that impacts how we feel about it these characters this story this mythology this history i like um uh things that marvel does and some things that dc does um like the 90s x-men cartoon or like uh these marvel movies i don't give a damn about these damn dc movies live action the animated dc movies are pretty cool but anyway i digress um speaking specifically about x-men um their struggle of being ostracized and pretty much hunted down. Um, I feel that those are our stories that they took and are benefiting off of them. It's like you said, it's, it's, it's our stories told by way of uh, white characters. And I, I, I don't appreciate that either. It, 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 um, it makes me uh, like marvel and dc uh less than what um i did as a kid because now i realize what well, we realized a long time ago when we were kids that you know how the fuck can uh uh you know these white kids from the valley feel discriminated against because they look they, they're handsome and beautiful and all this other kind of stuff but they somehow are different because they have powers, powers that anybody wishes that they could have. So how the fuck, why the fuck are they so sad? And um, I don't, I never understood that. So it's just, it's just those our, those our stories, man. And they just are benefiting off of them. That's what I feel. Lavender, you've seen the films, you, are aware of the comic books. And I know you're not a big comic reader, but I also know you're aware of the films and the cartoons and things of that nature. And I also know you are um, 
aware of what the most popular, with the exception of characters like Storm, which she's an outlier, she really is, what these characters look like. How do you feel about um, our stories and the stories of the indigenous population here in the United States being uh, pushed to the side and essentially being supplanted by white, as you said, God, handsome, beautiful, powerful characters with agency, real agency. How does that strike you? How do you feel about that? Well, I'm just now learning about comics and X-Men is new to me. So um, pretty much you all have been schooling me about X-Men and how um, they're related to indigenous people. But a lot of our stories I've learned across the board, even the cowboy story, those are, um, there's a new film that's out that I'm not gonna talk about, but um, I've always told those characters were white. So this is just another, another um, way that they're taking our arts. And um, I'm not surprised, but I'm, I'm really interested if you all could continue to school me about the comics because um, this is all really new to me, Brody. And thanks to your very close friendship, fuck that, family ties with us geek individuals like us. Um, that's something that um, I know that I know that you've been aware of it. Um, the, the individuals who were ostracized, taken advantage of, murdered, enslaved, hunted in this country were Black and Indigenous people. And the thought of our stories being strong-armed strong from us and monetized by white, white people in this country down the course of very nearly 60 years almost 60 years, and it's a billion dollar a year industry. That is infuriating, that's infuriating. And as you were saying, Lab, you know, um, and I know the film you're talking about, we know the film you're talking about, we're not gonna discuss it, but I didn't know until relatively recently, just a few years ago that, for instance, cowboys, the term was, that word was created for us. That word was 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 in reference to us. You don't think about black and Native American people in uh, the parlance of cowboy in 2021. Even the average black person, the average white person, they don't think of Bass Reeves. They think of John Wayne Marion. That was his actual fucking name for those listeners who don't know. Um, a fictional cowboy in terms of what the archetype is. You know, the rough and tumble badassery, the bravery, the um, skill, the cleverness, the intelligence. So like you were just saying, like both of you were just saying, like we all three have been saying for a while, we're strong armed out of position and replaced, supplanted by cool white people. That is amazing to me. And the fact that these people have done this since time out of mind in this country, 
not just uh, science fiction, not just fantasy, not just Western, Westerns, in every way possible. They are, as you said, Mark, persecuted. First off, who the fuck would wake up? How many of us wake up in the morning, tomorrow morning, and we were able to read the minds of others? or be telekinetic, or heal uh, swiftly, or be immortal, or teleport, any of these things. How many of us wake up and feel miserable, as you said, Mark, about having these fucking abilities? Nobody, no fucking body would, man. You would feel empowered. You would feel uh, uh, the swell of, you would feel the swell of agency. Nobody would feel that fucking way. I wouldn't feel that motherfucking way. It is power, agency, strength, and control over your own, over one's own destiny. That's the thing that always got me about that. But but here's the thing: in terms of the X Men, they <laughs> it is a selling point, obviously, to feel persecuted. And and also to be able to illustrate their strength through their ability to persevere, which is a real fucking problem. That's our story. That's our history here in this country. It's also the history of the indigenous population in this country. Uh, I have a real problem with that. And the older I get, the less I like the X-Men. And for me, anybody who knows me, that's huge to hear me say some shit like that. Because I've loved these characters and this mythology for since time out of mind, since I was a small boy, five or six years old. And the older I get, the more ridiculous it is to me. It's disgusting, it's infuriating, and it, it's shameful. But of course, in order for a thing to be shameful, uh those who perpetuate horseshit need to be capable of shame. And the people creating these stories, the vast majority of them, uh aren't, they don't possess the ability to be ashamed of the perpetuation of this myth, this series of myth, this mythology. It's disgusting. It really is. Yeah, you know what will make these stories more interesting and um, uh, more, what will make these stories more interesting is uh, having the characters be of color, you know, black, Native American, you know, whatever, not white. Then you would ha actually have people who have been persecuted and discriminated against that have powers and could do something about it that that, that 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 they have to practice restraint because with these powers they could just you know they could be mass murderers if they want to but they but they choose to fight for what's good and 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 choose to to be peaceful so what will make these stories more interesting is if these people were of of color um so why why in the first place why in the first place why would you make these characters white you know they already have pretty much everything 
they already have that that privilege, that white privilege here in America. So adding superpowers on top of that, like why? Like why? <laughs> it, it doesn't make any. When you think about it, it, it doesn't make that much sense. You don't really need them damn powers to to even the even the odds, even the playing field. I always think back to um, uh, Tupac's um, song uh, "White Man's World" on uh, Machiavelli on the Machiavelli album, where he was like, uh, he's like, these motherfuckers want to be like us. They all want to be like us. The have-nots, you know what I'm saying? They 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 want to feel like like they are strong and they can overcome things the way that we have. I mean, yeah, some of they, they people have done some of some overcoming um, against some odds and stuff, but, but not like people of color, you know, all people of color here in America. There will be listeners who will think of uh, the persecution of Jews the Jewish, those of the Jewish faith, Jewish faith and persuasion down the course of um, an antiquity and now, you know, and, and, and as you just said, Mark, you know, they have experienced their own level. Frankly, every uh, group, ethnic group, racial group, however folks listening want us to refer to it, as have experienced persecution down the course of, of history uh, in antiquity and now. So of course, that's not what we're talking about. But what we are speaking of in the United States is the, from the beginning of the theft and occupation of this country, Blacks and Native Americans, the indigenous people, the indigenous people and Blacks, have experienced all the things that make these characters so popular. What you what you said um, a few moments ago about having these characters be black or brown would lend credibility to the popularity and to the strength of these stories, these serialized. Uh, the serialized mythology, it would. Um, it also, as you said, they don't need any additional, they don't need post-human abilities to have, excuse me, real agency. They don't need that because they've already, they already have it. Um, and thinking about it, that that was a, 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 a logical choice when the characters were first created, the series was first created back in 1963. But it, over time, down the decades, the sense in that has made less and less, well, it's made less and less sense. The logic in it has made less and less sense. So here we are with, when the, when the average person in America thinks of the X-Men, they don't, okay, so the folks they think of, they think of Cyclops, they think of Stone, uh, Cyclops first. They probably think of Phoenix or Jean Grey. First and foremost, they think of Wolverine as an <laughs> X-Man. And then these other characters following suit. And then they think of Storm. And I can't even say that she's arguably the most powerful Black mutant X-person. Whatever. She is the most popular. But she has 
white, straight hair, blue eyes, and her closest friends, her family members, because her true family is dead, spoiler alert for those who haven't been reading down the course of six fucking decades very nearly, are white. Now, there has been um, attention paid to her, the way that she's colored, for instance, in comics, or uh, in terms of movies and cartoons, her complexion. In cartoons, her complexion. And in, uh, obviously, comic books, her complexion. And then in the films and TV shows, the complexion of the actress who's cast to play her. But more often than not, is some... Um, and we love our lighter-skinned listeners. If you are Black, you are Black. But Storm is from fucking Kenya. She's from Africa. Her parents, rather, are from Africa. She is a Black woman. I understand the appeal of Lynn Wayne. Lynn Wayne created Storm and Wolverine and Thunderbird and Banshee and Nightcrawler and the whole Colossus, the whole, the whole new crop of the new X-Men. The new X-Men were created in 1975. Um, and Thunderbird, a Native American character. And they were supposed to be the new. They were supposed to be a little bit more representative uh, of, uh, they were supposed to represent, oh, and there's also Sunfire. Uh, I believe Sunfire is Japanese, a mutant as well. And they were supposed to represent like this international team of, uh, persecuted people and that was cool but but the thing about storm is she was introduced even though she was black and her she was very she was colored very black like black you know as it was a darker skinned black woman when the character was introduced but it didn't take long at all for her to be lightened up she was also created with this uh flowing straight white hair and blue eyes now that might be able to be excused because that's um part and parcel of her mutation like that's that's somewhat excusable not really 100 percent, but I, I okay i can accept that but her closest friends and family friends turn family are all white and her blackness isn't explored or wasn't explored then that often at all and um it's just recently uh that her character was has been was redesigned um and uh she has kinky hair now and um her facial features are more accurately black and not just black but african which is and you know indigenous african which is very cool but it took how long? The character was introduced in 1975. And she is still the far and away the most popular black, not only X-Men, but but mutant. One of the most popular characters, period, in comics. Black characters. Um that could have been repeated many times over. That um that careful attention to um advertisement or projection of the character but of course uh, in truth that's happened very few times so you have these persecuted people who are hunted hated and feared by the united states government around the world the governments around the world for being different that is so fucking on the nose that's so on the nose 
and so yeah. poorly fucking done. Yeah. Yeah, it's so on the nose. Um, also with uh Professor X and um Magneto. Magneto. That's so on the nose too. You know, um hmm. I've I've thought about the similarities between Professor Xavier and uh Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and the similarities between uh uh Magneto and Malcolm X. You know, I've thought about that as as a child. And then, you know, you told me that it's it's true that they did pattern those characters after that. But then, like, I, I hear stuff um, or and read some things uh, where people say, even on Wikipedia, they say, like, um, you know, some people think that these characters were patterned after these historical figures. But that's not true because blah, 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 blah. I'm thinking, man, come on, man. Like, I mean, it's it's obvious. Um, and you hear these these uh fanboys, these these uh neck beard comic book fan motherfuckers saying like, nah, that's not that that that, that they didn't do that. They didn't pattern them motherfuckers after them. But I I believe they did. I mean, it's it's obvious. It's obvious. Everything that um Professor X uh believes and and um uh, works towards. It's a lot. It, it, it's there's it a lot of similarities with that with, with uh, MLK. Same goes for um, Malcolm X. I mean, uh, Magneto and Malcolm X. So you can't tell me, you can't tell us that these characters weren't mm-hmm. patterned after these uh, black historical figures. Um, I think that's them just trying to um, sweep shit under the rug. Mm-hmm trying to hold on to their visibility and power and at the same time while simultaneously attempting to diminish our influence and visibility and our power by the way the um i had a hard time thinking of his name but the guy who um redesigned by but only kind of listening to the fans storms look drawing her with kinky hair with black Features. His name is Russell Dodderman. That's his name. He's a white guy. He's he's a fantastic artist, and um, I've read interviews. He felt that it was the right thing to do. It's about fucking time. Now, other um, writers and artists have attempted to do that, and some of them have been successful, but none in in the way that he has been. His name is Russell Dodderman. But what you were saying a moment ago, man, look. Xavier calls his wish the dream. Even now, that's what it's still called. I have this dream that I want to see attained and maintained for our people to be treated like human beings. We are mutants, but we are human beings first. And we deserve fair, equal fucking rights. He even calls it the dream. What the fuck? Could it be any more on the fucking nose, man? But these fucking, uh, what did you say? Neck beers. And by the way, these motherfuckers, the images pops up in your mind. So anybody who's listening, we all certainly know what these motherfuckers are. Feel their power and control slipping. And they, they simply won't have it. They won't have that. 
it is very obvious. And by the way, uh, both Stanley and um, Stanley and I can't think of his fucking name. Holy shit. The, the co-creators of the characters. Uh, uh, Jack Kirby. God damn it. Who was himself a Jew. He was a Jewish individual. So he knew what being persecuted was about, even in America. He knew what it was to be ostracized, to be uh, murdered. But he was aware of where he was having co-created these characters. And although the Jewish people had faced adversity in the United States, newsflash, they had never been enslaved. They had never experienced millions upon millions of people experienced chattel fucking slavery, right? They'd never been exterminated here in the United States of America. It did happen over in Europe. That occurred. But he was aware of that, you know, what was going on in Germany and Poland and things of those things, things of that nature, you know, those situations. But he knew what he was experiencing once he was here. And uh, he admitted it. These characters are based on these historical great historical fucking figures right but we can't make them both he and stanley admitted to the fact we can't they can't make them what it is they actually meant to represent because the comic would have failed hell in the late 1970s x-men was canceled it failed and for years there were reprints done and then 1975 lynn wing dave cockrum Later on, Chris Claremont came along, Terry Austin came along, John Byrne came along, and that's when they, they restarted the, the, the series was restarted. But it, they had to do reprints for years and years because the even with, uh, I'd never thought about this. I'm thinking about it now, though. But the comic was canceled because it was fucking, it was too bland, even for white people. The white people, not to say even for white people, that even for white people, but even for the audience. It was too bland and it was canceled. And so there were reprints that were published for years. And then Lynn Wing and Dave Cockrum and later on John Byrne and Chris Claremont were hired to uh, introduce this international team of mutants. That's when the popularity, the X-Men as we know them today, that's when the popularity took off. That's when it's, it, 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 it took off, right? Even for white people of a certain sort, these bland ass white characters were bland ass white characters. And the story, the, the series was fucking canceled. Only when they introduced a black character, a black woman, an indigenous character, right? Um, uh, an Asian character, a Japanese character, Sunfire, did the popularity begin to fucking soar. So it might have been a subconscious thing. When they, even they recognized, wait a minute, this doesn't ring true at all. This is some bullshit. This is some horseshit, you know? Lavender, what are you thinking about this? Well, I've been um, listening and doing a little of my own research because it's really new to me. And um, I've read over the plot. There is no way that anyone can deny that it wasn't based off the civil rights movement. Like um, I read about Magneto and he dropped a portion of his name to be just X, I believe that reminds me of Malcolm X. It's just way too many similarities. And this is just another form of the arts being manipulated and stolen and 
it's just crazy how um, people of a certain hue love to um, romanticize struggle, but they wouldn't dare really live it. So I'm even more interested. You've been trying to get me on comics for a long time. And um, I I looked at it the wrong way, but now I'm interested. Now I want to know, I'm gonna start with X-Men. And it's so that's awesome. We will have things to talk about, little sister. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't about this, you know. Um, you and I have discussed this in detail in various other ways, mm-hmm. in terms of what you've just said about the the appearance of the struggle, the surety of perseverance. Those things are very cool. They're very fucking cool right they're also extremely marketable Mm -hmm. that's cool but what you just said a moment ago when it comes down to the crunch you having to actually experience these things nah Mm -hmm. Mm -mm. we ain't doing that hell no it's similar to what goes on in music Mm -hmm. in the United States uh, I like Eminem's. I think he's a talented, gifted rap artist. I do. Mm-hmm. I like a lot. I've bought a couple of his albums, and even though Eminem had his own struggles, which we're not discounting or attempting to discount, he gained wealth, fame, popularity, notoriety in some cases as a white man moving again moving himself into a black space now it doesn't mean he didn't have black friends or people he considered family who were family to him it doesn't mean his struggles weren't uh weren't or aren't valid it doesn't mean any of that any of those things but if he had decided well shit what sort of music did they create when i'm thinking i'm thinking about it in that way like they really didn't create White people really didn't create any kind of enduring music genre in the United States. Mm-mm. Black people created soul, hip hop, blues, country, rock and roll, blues, rock and roll, country, like all of those things. So I want to say what I was going to say a moment ago is well, they have their own thing, these people, but really they don't. Not really. Everything else is derived from what we brought to this motherfucker or what the indigenous people uh, uh, introduced to them. But I just wanted to, I don't mean to prattle on about it, but you are absolutely right. The struggle is cool as long as it's not a struggle. Mm-hmm. And the fact that there are individuals who are deniers, like you were saying a little while ago, Mark, is frustrating because these motherfuckers know that this is so these things are so about the comic book characters about movie characters about uh 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 cowboys and cow gals girls music genres they know that these things they i believe in their hearts they, the majority of them know that these they know where these things are derived from these art forms derived from and the genius of what they are what that is derived from but again owning up to it being what it is 
robs you of any any imagined autonomy. <laughs> what are you thinking, Mark? I just think it's just some bullshit, man. It's some bullshit. Um, I'm thinking about like how this new um, what's going on in in, in the X Men comics right now. Uh, how that hit me when I started reading it. I started reading it, you know, much later than you did, probably a year and a half after you had, had already read it or whatever, or or more. Um, but that the Cro Krakoa um stuff, um, things that I read made me just just made my my jaw drop to the floor and just stop reading for a while and just shake my head like this is some bullshit. <laughs> this is some fucking bullshit like what i enjoyed reading the, the comic i still enjoy enjoy reading it it really burned me up to see some of those things that i saw like for instance what i just pulled up a a, a screenshot that i just took of cyclops a white man a handsome white man saying, this is what he said. My family has spent our entire lives being hunted and hated. The world told me that I was less when I knew I was more. Did you honestly think that we were gonna sit around forever and just take it? That's coming from a white man with powers, with superpowers. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that, that, that just read, read, hold on, hold on, hold on. Read, read that shit again, man. My family has spent our entire lives being hunted and hated. The world has told me that I was less when I knew I was more. Do you honestly think that we were going to sit around forever and just take it? Mm. That's coming from a white man. Mm. <laughs> that, that don't even match. That doesn't match. It don't sound right. Nah, that don't correlate. It, it. Oh man, that that. Go ahead, go ahead. Finish what you were saying, man. That, and there, there just there's so many other examples in that series, throughout the years, but especially mm -hmm. this uh, current run, that uh -huh. just 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 pisses me off when I come across it, because it's coming mm -hmm. from. People don't that 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 never had to experience that kind of stuff in America. Lavender, hearing that, hearing Mark read that passage from Hoxpox. So Hoxpox very quickly is House of X, powers of 10, X standard for 10, written by a guy, a gifted writer, a white man, his name is Jonathan Hickman. And uh, he was approached in just a few years ago about revamping the X-Men. The situation was going on with Fox. Fox uh, still owned the rights to X-Men. Uh, the mutant, even the name Mutant, <laughs> Fox owned the rights to that name. And at that point, Disney had bought the whole, just about the whole of the Marvel catalog out. So in order to make sure that they, that Marvel, in order to make sure that they would continue to make money, uh, Marvel itself 
since they couldn't really make money on X-Men in the way that they had been because of the situation going on between Fox and Disney, they elevated the Inhumans. So the Inhumans ended up becoming far more popular than what they had been. We'll speak on Inhumans later on. But um, the Inhumans uh, had a good bout of popularity, a good spate of popularity. And then the 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 deal between Fox and Disney slash Marvel was finalized. So Marvel execs got in contact with other Marvel execs and said, who can we bring in to revitalize the X-Men? Because they have been, we have intentionally shot upon the, the characters and shot upon the sales. So we want to draw them back to the pinnacle. At one point in time, they were the pinnacle. It wasn't the Avengers. It wasn't the Avengers back then. It was the X-Men, and they maintained that point of popularity for decades. So they brought in a guy named Jonathan Jonathan Hickman, a fantastic writer. I've read most of what he's written down the decades. And they said, we want you to do a treatment on X-Men like he did on Fantastic Four, like he did on the Avengers, like he did on on S.H.I.E.L.D. and all these other titles that he'd written. And he wrote a a story Bible for the X-Men. And the result of that to begin with was, uh, it was uh, two six issue series one of them was called was called was called house of x obviously uh for obvious reasons and then powers of 10 10 being symbolized by the x so that's where that came from lavender that was i know mark already knows about that but i wanted to explain it to you and the guy did hickman and his collaborators pepe larise and uh, rb silva and all the inkers and letterers and colorists did a fantastic fucking job and these uh two series were released simul concurrently or, or 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 in turn i guess i should say and it was a great story Wondered if the passage mark or the bit mark, the bit of dialogue mark just read, I believe was from uh, uh, House of X. One of the, I think it might have been issue two or maybe one. I think it might have been issue one. Um, so hearing that, what he just said, what he's just read, and hearing what you've heard being fairly new to certain aspects of this, how the fuck does that make you feel? It's... It's making me angry, but um, I see that, I mean, they're driven by money. Once things start being driven by money, it loses its authenticity, um, and, and, that, and that's just what's happening. So luckily, we have common sense, and we're able to read between the lines, which we shouldn't have to do. It should be right out there, put in the open, but um, it's Hollywood. It's driven by money. And that's why a lot of our stories are um, pretty much corrupted and it it takes away from it. It probably could be better. Um, I'm sure it could be better than what it is mm-hmm. if they were being true, but mm-hmm. big business. And it's infuriating. It is. Uh, you know, when I read that, Mark, you and I were talking about it, like, I, and Lavender, just for, for a point of reference, the entire, uh, so it was a 12-issue maxi series, but it was comprised of two separate titles. So it was both, they were both um, different and the same. It was, they meshed. They were written and designed to mesh in that way. The entire series was written that way. 
mm-hmm. with these characters and 99.99999 motherfucking nine percent of the characters were lily white attractive is this the house of x and power x you're talking about house of x and powers of x so powers of 10 yeah it's it's pretty much uh it's like black people waking up one day and having you know extraordinary uh superpowers Mm -hmm. what will we do after you know we've been hunted since we've been here, hunted down. Mm-hmm. Near, to, near to extinction. Yeah, near yeah. to extinction. So mm-hmm. it's like it's like uh these mutants, they've been hunted for a long time, they've been uh, persecuted mm-hmm. for a long time, and now they're finally like saying, like, look, fuck this. We mm-hmm. we got the power to do what the fuck we want to do. That's right. Stop trying to be peaceful with all these motherfuckers. You know, mm-hmm. we can we can have we can we can move to our own land. And y'all can have y'all shit. We have our shit. Just leave us the fuck alone. But if you cross that fucking line, you know, you're going to have to pay a price. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much how it, how it is. You know what I'm saying? Like if, if we woke up with, with, with superpowers one day as, as a, as that's a race. scary being on the other side, not being a non person of color. That's some scary shit. No mm-hmm. wonder they're pushing the agenda they're pushing and don't want us to know that they're black because um we are influenced by stories by art mm-hmm. and if we knew or even had that idea if that seed was even planted then damn that's some scary shit for them yes yeah go ahead go ahead Mark. I, go ahead, i'm go done ahead. i'm y'all <laughs> no nah, mm-hmm. nah, that that's some scary shit but like what what brody just that's some scary shit for them. But what Brody just explained about this guy like interjecting like a, a new storyline in uh in, in X-Men, like to, you know, just to juice it up a little bit. It's um it's playing off what's going on today. Like racial tension has them, you know, shot back up to to the to like mm-hmm. Jim Crow era type shit. You know what I'm saying? So like he's playing off of that. I mean, I, I ain't I ain't shitting on him. You know, these are great stories. But he's mm-hmm. he's playing off of that because that's what's going on right now. Like if 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 we had the ability to do what they're doing in, in, in this comic, we we would do it. Um, but for a long time, you know, throughout the comic, you know, they they you know these mutants have tried to be peaceful with um uh the humans, but now they they like look fuck this shit. And yes, I agree. And what makes it even more offensive um, and fucked up is that it is extremely well written. That's the problem. It's extremely well written because the man who wrote it, who came up with the idea, Jonathan Hickman, and wrote it, is a student of history. It shows up in all of his work. You know, Um there's a bit that I want to read. <laughs> so from, and this, this struck me as uh, both brilliant and fucked up at the same time. So in Spurler Alert, Spurler Alert, dear listeners, if you ever read Hotspox or you're not into the current era of X-Men, 
skip over this shit. Okay, don't don't listen to it. This bit. So there comes a part, comes a bit in um, after the island of Krakoa. Krakoa is established. This mutant nation, as Mark was saying a few moments ago, has been established when um, uh, Xavier is finally ready to reveal what is going on, what is going on to uh, the world. So he uh, interacts with the world. He contacts the whole of the world telepathically. His powers are extended. They're, great, they're greatly uh, uh, increased via this helmet he wears called Cerebro, okay? So when he decides to finally let the world know what's going on, this is what he says. Humans of the planet Earth, I am the mutant Charles Xavier, and I bring you a message of hope. In the coming days, you will learn of several far-reaching pharmaceutical breakthroughs that have been discovered by mutant scientists. That's an intellect, right? These drugs extend human life, heal diseases of the mind, and will prevent or cure most common maladies. Influenza, Alzheimer's, ALS, many cancers, gone overnight. These drugs will make life on this planet better, remarkably so. All of this we have made for you. In the past, there would have been a gift, something freely given by me to you, because I believed it would create harmony between our two peoples. That was my dream, harmony, but you have taught me a harsh lesson. That dream was a lie. You see, all I ever wanted was peace between humans and mutants. All I ever wanted was to love you and for you to love us. We wanted to save you, and we did many times, but in return, all you did was stand by while evil men killed our children, over 16 million of them. So there, so there will be no gift, for you have not earned it. You will, we will, however, let you pay for it. In return for two things, we will provide you with the means to a better life, one without pain or suffering and full of hope, and it will cost you so little. First, you must accept the island of Krakoa as the nation state of all mutants of all mutants on this planet. We will happily go through the same processes, any newly formed nation with the UN, formed nation with the UN, but there is an expectation that our sovereignty will be recognized. Second, all mutants by birth can claim Krakoan citizenship, citizenship. And with that citizenship, we expect a period of amnesty so that those who have been singled out as criminals or punished or imprisoned by humans can overcome, can overcome man's bias against mutants. From this day forward, mutants will be judged by mutant law, not man's laws. These are our simple demands and they are not negotiable. In return for making our lives better, we will do the same for you. And if you find yourselves asking, who are these mutants to think they can dictate terms to us? We are the future in evolutionary inevitability the earth's true inheritance you closed your eyes last night believing this world will be yours forever that was your dream and like mine it was a lie here is a new truth while you slept the world changed now i know that was a lot dear listeners <laughs> but that's our shit right there the heart it is identical man yes the heart transplant, the stoplight, the cotton gin, hundreds of uses of peanut butter, the electron microscope, 
uh, wireless technology. These are literally the things and countless technological and medical or medically medical technological technology have we given to the world down the course of history. The pyramids, advanced forms of math, advanced studies of zoology. It, 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 it boggles the mind. So we, our people, have given this world these things and more. And all we've ever asked is to not be exterminated. We give them freely. We don't fuck about with patents and shit. We didn't start off doing that. We invented it and it was there for everybody to take advantage of it. This technology. It was given freely. All we wanted to be was allowed, we wanted to be left alone and allowed to motherfucking flourish. And every time we go and create our own Krakoas, our own uh, habitats, it is a it's a fuck operation. That there's a fuck operation that occurs. Black Wall Street. We went and did what we wanted to do. We created, we used, we employed our genius, our brilliance, our verve, our bravery, our imagination, and it was a scorch and burn operation. How many times throughout the course of history and in America and abroad has that same shit happened? So that narrative I've just read is our motherfucking story. But focused through the lens of whiteness. And that's so fucked up. I know I'm all over the place, y'all, dear listeners, but that's our shit. How many towns in America don't we know about that were raised to the ground, buried, thousands of people killed? Rosewood. How many Rosewoods were there? I mean, we didn't ask. We've never asked anything throughout the course, throughout the course of the... For the majority of the history of the United States, we haven't asked for any sort of monetary gain. And they find us because they hate us, because they want to be us. Not all white people, but a goodish number of them. And they envy us. And that envy engenders spite, hatred, and is the cause of murder, of rape, of the pillage. That's our story. That's our motherfucking story. What did y'all think listening to that? It is our story. And um, every time we try to go on our own, it is destroyed. Or it doesn't flourish as it could because it's almost like we have to go about it in an odd way of making it happen. So <clears throat> it is the craziest toxic relationship between brown people and white people because <clears throat> they want us dead, but they want us alive to create and to emulate, but they want us dead. Pick a struggle. <laughs> That's all I ask. Pick a side, pick a struggle. And um, 
we gave freely. You said that we gave freely. Patents were not um, created by us. Patents was created to steal in the beginning, to steal our things, you know? But it, it's, it's the most toxic, it's disgusting. They want us dead, <clears throat> but they want us to continue to create. And that is, if anybody feel this way, you're listening. Does that make sense? It's like beating your dog and then you, you want it to sleep with you at night. Or you beat your, you beat, you beat your kids and then when you walk by them, they flinch. <clears throat> that angers you. But it's you. Mm-hmm. It's your mind, it's your, your toxicity. It's, it's disgusting. That's what I've that's what I've gathered. Yep. And when you get old, if you're infirm, oh, they're gonna be expecting you to take care of them financially, emotionally, physically, medically. That's mm-hmm. just an expectation. It's an expectation. Mm-hmm. Your dog, you beat the like you said a moment ago, Lavender, you beat the fuck out of your dog, but you expect that dog to take a hunk out of anybody's ass who invades mm-hmm. your home. How the fuck can you how can you? Do and expect simultaneously in that way, those ways that that doesn't that makes like you said that makes no sense whatsoever. None, none, none. And also to your point, you made a great point a moment ago. We didn't create patents here in the United States or anywhere else. We gave freely, as Hickman wrote through the mouth, the text of Xavier which is our text, that's us, right? And all we ever asked to be was left alone, not just here, but around the world. And it was, patents were not only created to steal from us, but to hold our genius, cleverness, imagination, bravery, bravery and wealth in fucking perpetuity forever. Mark, you were gonna say something a moment ago. I got, I got the feeling. Baby, baby, I got the feeling. You're going to say something a moment ago. What were you going to say? Another moment that I, I, I can't find right now that, that hit me, like so many others reading. Um, there's a point where Cyclops was talking about um, his fears of raising a child um, here today. Raising a child today, knowing that it will be um, discriminated against as a, as a mutant. His, he, he talked about like he, he doesn't want to, he, I can't, I, I want to find it because I, I don't want to fucking just paraphrase here and get it fucking wrong. But he had some fears about that, but he felt comfortable doing it in Krakoa because it was away from, you know, all the bullshit. Basically, pretty much, it, if you want to um, act like it's real life, um, raising it away from American soil. Because if we raise it in Krakoa, he won't be discriminated against. He'll, he'll, he'll live a good life. He won't be hunted down and murdered um, by the authorities or, or some crazy right wing motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? So I, I was trying to find that um but i couldn't find it but that was another moment that that hit me like so many others reading it but 
we deal with that all the time. We deal with that all the time um, with the thought of, damn, do I want to have kids and bring it into this motherfucker knowing <clears throat> the struggles that our family has been through? Do I want to bring a kid to, to suffer those same struggles? Or if you do have a, a kid, like, damn, how do I keep, how do I protect this kid? How do I protect my, my, my family from this bullshit? And it's a fucking white man talking about this shit in a comic. In the comic, uh, uh, in Hoxpox, House of the X Powers of 10, there are subsequent ongoing series or they ended up being limited and they'll be, they ran their course and then in 2022, there'll be other series that will take the place of the majority of the ones that were uh, created subsequent to Hotspots. So in the in the series, uh, there's an organization called Orcus. Orcus, Lavender, is an amalgamation of these global uh these global these these global government superpowers and some private superpowers so there there's shield and there's aim and there is weapon x in other words these are uh organizations and companies that have attained and maintained positions of authority genetic social political authority in the world and they all decide they want to come together hydra is another one they want to come together and they want to pull their resources and they want to uh use these resources their super science and brilliance and uh, uh abilities and powers and wealth to curb the mutant menace that's that's their purpose because they see the greatness in mutants. They see what's going on on Krakoa. These, this, this, this persecuted race of people have decided, as you were saying, God, they aren't going to take that shit anymore. We're going to help you, but leave us alone or we will, we'll make you sorry you did not. Force is what's required. But it's also, uh, it's the olive branch, right? And it's the... In Greek mythology, there's the olive, there's the olive branch and the sword, or the cestus, I believe. So it's both through peace and through aggression when it's necessary. So Orcus decides to take the mutant menace in hand. It wasn't enough for Krakoa for mutants to give freely of their technology, of their the medical technology, their uh uh brilliance and ideas to the human race uh and to be and to to establish their own uh nation orcas did not want that they wanted to curb the strength power and verve of the mutant menace so through technology uh they sought to eradicate mutancy to kill, it, to kill this uh, nation, this, these peoples, this race's autonomy, true autonomy in, the, in its crib. And they go, I won't spurl it 
too much more than that, but I will say they go out of their way to make sure that individual that these individuals uh, don't have peace, and they're not given, and to make sure that they are that the uh, that they don't have peace, and that they are not allowed to develop independently of human beings, because human beings, regular human beings, aren't interested in allowing mutants to develop and to succeed, to live, to thrive, to attain and maintain happiness. So the, the purpose of me, the reason I brought that up, the purpose of me bringing it up um, was for me to highlight uh, orcas being what we experience every day, what indigenous people experience every day. As you were saying earlier, Mark, the cops, local government, national fucking government, in governments beyond our borders, peace and prosperity uh, is too big of an idea to absorb when it comes to our people. We got to be kept in our place because that's where we've always been. The thing that lent power to them or that lends power to certain sorts of white people, not just here but abroad, but specifically here, is knowing that those who are both inferior and superior, right, are kept in their place. And if you aren't uh, interested in being in your place, you will be stamped out. So that's Orcus. And that is mutancy, the mutination of Krakoa. And that is black people and indigenous people in this country and abroad. And that is uh, a certain sect of white people, white power, as you might say. Um, Jonathan Hickman was on Twitter. I should tell this little story. The guy who was the architect, this white man who was not a racist, who was not an asshole, but he also, he introduced some new and reintroduced some old, uh, older, well-established black mutants, but the majority of the characters are white. So he was on Twitter and I actually spoke to him. I spoke to him via his inbox and he answered and we spoke for it's two years ago, two and a half years ago, two years ago, I should say. And um, I asked him what he felt about, uh, because when the story, when the story first jumped off, uh, black people and indigenous people were ecstatic about it. Even if st our stories were being told uh, by way of mostly white characters, it was, uh, it, it felt empowering. And I asked him, I said, and this is, dear listeners, remember, this is during, this is the Trump era that we live in, that we are occupying here in the United States. And so he was very aware of that. So he changed. I'm assuming he changed. I don't know for sure, because he didn't tell me he did this, uh, certain aspects of the story to fit the actual narrative, actual history of what's going on. And you can see that in some of the, some aspects of the story, a good, a good, num a goodish number of them. But the characters, the vast majority of them remained white and quote-unquote pretty conventionally quote-unquote handsome conventionally uh <laughs> mark what you were saying about nick motherfucking beards 
Yo, the number of the number of people, uh, white people who were upset about black people being happy, black and indigenous people being happy about your story. Yo, these people were infuriated on fucking Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, on TikTok, on Snapchat. They were mad as hell, laughing that they were mad as hell about this. Well, that's not what it's about. And look, get this right here. It was so bad that Jonathan hit me, quit fucking Twitter. He quit it. He deleted his account because it was too much, right? He wanted to tell the story he wanted to tell in the way he wanted to tell it. And these motherfucking neckbeards <laughs> uh, were infuriated. They were pissed the fuck off and it ran them off of fucking Twitter. Something else that is worth considering, and I'm going to shut up after this, y'all, but it's, I'm so excited to talk about it with y'all. But something else that's very interesting is, <laughs> so there are people on YouTube do explorations of this story. They review every issue. They've been doing it for years now. Every issue, every aspect of the story. Um, uh, uh, they give their personal opinions. Get this shit right here. The mutants, and I saw a lot of this, and Mark, you and I, I shared this. I shot this shit with you quite a few motherfucking times. Shot this shit, right? <laughs> the mutants, this persecuted race, this murdered race, this raped, enslaved, ostracized race, quite a few white people, quite a few viewed the viewed the mutant as and I quote fascistic fascists separatists right for establishing after decades and decades their own nation state their own country their own society because they knew humans were not going to allow them to have it any other way Right? I can't tell you how many, dear listeners, Lavender, I know you knew this, Mark, how many, those who weren't aware of it, how many white people felt that the, the mutants were the motherfucking villains. I mean, this went on for a, for years. And even now, the mutants are still the villains to a lot of these people. Because they said, we're not going to accept this shit anymore. We're going to um, we're gonna acknowledge our own power. We're going to recognize our own power. Right? Our own brilliance and autonomy, our own fucking imagination and our cleverness, I invented this, and we're, go we're going to give you what it is you want, but we're also not going to take shit from you. And boy howdy, the number of white fans who were mad about that shit, there are thousands of videos online calling the mutants the motherfucking villains. That is amazing to me! Yeah, and I like think it. about it. No, they don't fucking like that! And the thing that is amazing to me about that is, <laughs> oh my God, it got to, it's gotten to the point where the individuals who read these comics about these, these persecuted people, these, these persecuted, this race, right? You know, look, this, Mark, you and I spoke about this, God. Lavender, you can tell those individuals who are Trumpers, who are racist, by how those who are reading this book, this series, 
It's been going on for 60 years, but it's been reinvigorated here now, right? More popular than it's been in 20 years. You know who your racists and who your Trumpers are by how they feel about who are the villains of the peace. Now, it's more nuanced than that, obviously, right? Who are the villains of the peace? The series, and who are the heroes and heroines? And the number of white people who want Krakoa destroyed. Mm-hmm. Like this is real. Is real life through the lens of fiction, science fiction, mm-hmm. fantasy, right? But there are a slew of motherfuckers who want Krakoa destroyed because the mutants are racist. I've seen that word used hundreds of times. They are separatists in, in all the wrong ways. They are eugenicists in all the wrong ways. They are fascists. They are members of an authoritarian motherfucking state. They are the fucking villains. I'm telling you, I've I've watched hundreds of videos with this perspective. And if that ain't our motherfucking story, I don't know what the fuck is. Black Black Wall Street, Rosewood, how many Mm -hmm. other fucking... You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I want to (laughs) know... You know... You can determine who these readers are by what their perspective is. And as I said earlier, it is obviously more nuanced than that. Not all humans are bad. Not all mutants mm-hmm. are bad. Not all humans are good. Not all mutants are, are, are good. But y'all understand what the fuck I'm saying over here. Mm-hmm. And, and true to form, when I go to Twitter and I go to these goddamn accounts, or I go to Instagram and I go to these accounts, or I get on fucking YouTube and I go to the, the parent account, of these fucking individuals who are making these proclamations, who are saying how they feel. Oh man, oh man, boy howdy. A lot of them are Trump supporters, right? A lot of them are fucking uh, 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 good old boy, Nick Beard, sister, cousin fucking motherfuckers. Fiction reveals the truth and the lie. Fiction is the truth and the motherfucking lie within the lie. I got that from Stephen King. And he got it from somebody else. Who got it from somebody else? But mm-hmm. that's real. That's fucking real. Through this fiction, we can see who these people are. They don't hide it. I rather think the individuals who came and destroyed Rosewood and various other uh, civilizations and towns and cities and states we created. We weren't bothering any motherfucking body, right? felt the same motherfucking way. What the fuck they got over there? What are they hiding? What are they doing? How can they survive without us? They need us. Oh, we won't be able to maintain our our power base, our quote unquote superiority. And they come and they raise the motherfucking land and they salt it so nothing will ever grow ever again. That is amazing to me. This is real motherfucking life through these books explored. Wow. I'm sorry, y'all. I just I just get passionate about it around here, around this motherfucker. No, it's um, it's just one thing I wanted to say is, from what I've gathered, as long as you're for Krakoa, um, being successful, you can go correct. As long. Yes, yes. All mutants are welcome on Krakoa. All mutants. But you can't villains. But 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 on villains and all that. That's right. Oh, baby. Free agents. Yeah, all of them. All of them. You get to start over again and you have amnesty. As long as you're a mutant and you're for 
Krakoa being successful. Yes, correct? you are. That's correct. I wish we, we, uh -huh. would take that revelation mm -hmm. and use it for ourselves. Um, sometimes we tend to cling to people that are just like us, but you only need to be one thing. Well, two things: black, brown, black or brown of color and for the success of people of color we don't care if you have a record see things that would exclude you in regular society we don't care if you have a record we don't care how much you make we don't care what your physical look like you just have to be for black people and what we're building to be successful and that's sweet as fuck. I wish we could get that because I just I'm I'm learning the story, and um, that's profound. That's all I wanted to add. That's fucking beautiful what you just said, and I love that you are you're in it. It's like you're taking this shit in. It's real because yeah, it's real life, and you know real life like a motherfucker. I wish we were that as well. I wish it didn't matter what we look like, what our personal wealth happens to be, what our sexuality happens to mm -hmm. be, what our upbringing happens to be, what our, as you said, physical appearance. I wish it didn't matter. If mm -hmm. we could do what we were once upon a time willing and able and willing to do here, mm -hmm. because it wasn't always this way with us. If we were left alone mm -hmm. by specific sorts of people, oh my God, can you imagine what we, where we would be? And if we weren't so big on being like those who persecuted us and who continue to persecute us now, mm -hmm. look at look at the point we've reached as an enslaved people like mm -hmm. we came here as enslaved human beings we were owned by other human beings right even with all of that look at our influence around the world not just here not just with fucking basketball or mm -hmm. rap music or clothes any of that everything from the way that we think to the way that we speak to the texture and construction of our hair the styles mm -hmm. the construction of the styles of our hair is emulated throughout planet earth now, of course, I'm talking Black people, right? But I'm also talking specifically Black Americans. You got people in Africa doing the goddamn the Dougie. European, Europe, European yes. Blacks um, doing rap music. Talking like us. Mm -hmm. Moving like us. Walking like us. How the fuck? Look. Why, how do you ever get to the point where your walk isn't cool enough for you, but you pinpoint a walk that is? Our walk is suspect here in other countries. It's cool. Mm -hmm. You walk like a thug over here. Mm -hmm. There's a certain walk. Yeah. Go to Asia. You walk in power everywhere else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, 
so yes you have gotten you, you get the, the absolutely get the gist of it so long as you afford the mutant cars and you afford the uh success overall of the mutant state country uh way of life the cocoon way of life you are welcome all other all crimes committed now, I'm not saying this is freaking real life and, 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 and the way that we're talking about. Like, you can't have murderers and creep creep shows and assholes mixed in with everybody else. But in theory, drug offenses, right? In some ways, it's, uh, 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 violent offenses. You know what I'm saying? Uh, fucking tax evasion, whatever the fuck. These are the crimes that I'm talking about. Okay, and there's also mental illness to be considered or mental health to be considered and upbringing and all those things. But in theory, if we could do what we used to do, because we, we had, we've had our own Coca-Colas here in the United States throughout history since we've been here, right? Oh, man, even with them at nipping at our heels the entire way, eradicating us, for, attempting to force us into extinction. If chattel slavery is not an option. Even with all of that, look at look at where we are. Look at our real, our true stature. Not just here, but across the globe. Motherfuckers in jungles in the middle of nowhere knew who Michael Jackson was. In jungles! Who didn't have, by and large, access to televisions and newspapers and things of that nature. But you can look the shit up online. It's there for you to look it up on YouTube. Our power and strength and brilliance, our imagination and nerve, our bravery is observed, recognized, observed, and emulated across planet Earth. In this comic book, this, this, this serial, we are replaced <laughs> by white people. And, and look, we put in hundreds of years of persecution, murder, death, rape, but also genius, bravery, beauty, language, history. And we are not at the forefront of a series about us, an era about us and indigenous people. Now, I just find that really amazing and not in a good way. Mark, brother, what's on your mind? I feel like you have some shit to say. Nah, um, these are things that, that we imagine that could happen before, before it was even written in these uh, House of X, Powers of X comics. We we fantasized about that kind of shit happening. You know what I'm saying? Like, shit, like you said, we've had our own Krakoas throughout history any fucking way where they came and fucking bombed the fuck out of them motherfuckers. They destroyed them shits. We just can't have nothing without them coming and try to take it or destroy it. But just imagine feeling empowered to say, I mean, we felt, like I said, in our own Krakoas, we felt empowered to say this before but imagine feeling that power right now today to say uh 
and when I say mutants, just think of black people. Mutants are the evolutionary inheritors of this world, all of it. But instead of claiming it, we are giving it to you and keeping only a small portion for ourselves. The island, you see, is ours and ours alone. Man is not welcome there. It's like, you can have this shit. You can have this America, this bullshit that y'all maintain for yourselves. And actually, we fucking built it, but y'all maintained it for y'all selves. Y'all can have this bullshit. Y'all about to burn it down any motherfucking way with these motherfucking insurrections and shit. Y'all can have it. But this our shit, and y'all ain't fucking welcome here. Just imagine how empowering that would feel to say that shit, man. We have our own and not have them come fucking it up. Or them come try to fuck it up and get fucked up in the process. You just read was Magneto talking to representatives, members of the UN, of S.H.I.E.L.D., of world motherfucking governments, laying it down flat. Like, this is the way the fuck it is. Do you have access to the rest of that motherfucking passage? Because it's beautiful. To what, what part you what part you thinking about? It's the continuation of that speech. He's saying, essentially, <laughs> you thought you were in control of us, of our people, but you have new gods now. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I'm, I'm there. We are not going to take your shit anymore. We've done what we've done for ourselves, first and foremost, but you are able to benefit from it as well. Now, don't come fucking with us because we got something for your ass if you come fucking with us. You can have this fucking wreck. You can have the wreck of this world that you've created. You've created it through the subjugation and the enslavement and subjugation and labor, free motherfucking labor of our people for hundreds and hundreds of years but you've never been grateful of course you wouldn't be grateful having done that and you keep fucking with us go on go on i got to hear it i want to hear that <laughs> so magneto goes on to say uh no some would be offended at the wolf presenting as a sheep but i have learned hard lessons from your kind so i know the truth you are all wolves Speaking of those motherfuckers, y'all all wolves. And he goes on to say, and it's good that you're here, all of you, as you really are. So you can run home and tell your masters what you have learned. I want you to tell them. Charles Xavier has made you an offer, one full of grace and brotherly love. But that is also written in stone. This is not a negotiation. Things will be different now. And the sooner you realize the finality of your situation and, and the inevitability of ours, the sooner you will learn to be grateful for the things we are so generously giving you. And uh, the guy responded, he said, do you know what you sound like? And Magneto says, I do. And it feels good to finally say it. Uh, and then someone some other person of that uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. team or whoever um, says, so you summoned us here to Jerusalem to what? To threaten us? Magneto says, a promise 
is not a threat ambassador. And I summon you to this place for wholly superficial reasons. You see, I know how you humans love your symbolism almost as much as you love your religion. And I wanted you, I needed you to understand you have new gods now. <laughs> and that's, that, was, that was the end of the, the, the passage. Tell me. I, I already know how we hit you. We know how we hit you. But I wonder if our listeners know how that passage, how that exchange hits you. Have, how it hit you, having read it and being a black man in America in 2021, when that was published a couple of years ago, and even now, obviously still now, how did that hit you? Shit, it, it's, it sent chills up my spine. It was like, like, like I wanted to grab my nuts and say, hell motherfucking yeah. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It just yeah. felt powerful. Like, yeah. Yeah, motherfucking yeah. Yeah, that's it, man. It's just, it was chilling. When I read that, my dick just slid right out of the side of my damn underwear. Just slid <laughs> right around, slid out like a fucking snake with no spine. Uh, Lavender, having heard that exchange, how does that hit you as a black woman mm-hmm. living in the United States of America today, as uttered by a white character? Um, I haven't been imagining any of the characters being white since I've learned <laughs> the truth. <laughs> and um, it felt like a call to action. Like we've been in hibernation mode and now we're awake. I hate that term, woke, wake, all that stuff, but it felt it, it feel empowering, man. And um what I've learned so far is nations for mutants have failed before, but they're coming in with a new agenda and a new way of doing things. And it's like I don't know if we're scared or we don't think we can do it, but okay, yeah, we failed before, but from failures, we've learned. And we need to dig into the history and not what we've been told. We need to dig into it so we can learn and try this again. Just try it again. Got one life to live. Try it again. So I I like, I'm looking, I'm I'm listening to the story of X-Men the way some people will listen to the Bible. It is emotion provoking for me and I'm learning. It's it's not even uh, fictional characters for me. I'm not even looking at, I'm looking at how I could apply these same lessons in my life and what I should tell others. It's good shit, man, good shit. But I have to leave you all. I have enjoyed this. I hate I have to leave. I have somewhere to be soon. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, I've been cutting it down to the minute because I be I can't walk out of church. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> come here when they doing the tea offering. Oh, I had the word today. It was good. <laughs> oh, it was good. We, we, 
Dang, go on, save a little bit for me. Save a little bit for me. That was some good meat right there. Save some for yes. me. Yes. But I got to leave my bros, man. I, oh, God. I'm happy. I, I came to church late and leaving early. I ought to be shaming myself. <laughs> but Look, um, good stuff, man. What you got? Absolutely. What was you about to tell me, bro? You got what the fuck you needed. Mm-hmm. You going to church. You don't have to stay all goddamn day long. You're going there to lo- just long enough to get with the f- to get fed to be fed. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And you get the fuck out of Dodge because Not everything again. else after that is filler. Mm-hmm. Hey, and I'm full. <laughs> but you, you ate. You, you know ate today. I, I ate today, but I got to come back for some more, mm-hmm. and I'll yeah. be back. <laughs> I got to come back. I appreciate y'all for even enlightening me today we we appreciate you for being here and i and i gotta tell you we're so and i know i can speak for myself and for our brother mark we are so excited that you are into this and you are listening you are galvanized you are excited about this shit like we sure this shit <laughs> <laughs> are you sure your shit back with us thank you so much for coming here to be with us today we really appreciate it and we love you so much we really do i love yeah, y'all yeah. man I'll, I'll be back all right all right yeah, y'all yeah. have a good one you, you too. too all right all right mark <laughs> i gotta tell you i gotta tell you guys I, I'm so excited. And this won't be the last one we do on this. We might wait a little while to do another one. But I'm so excited that we've been able to, 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 to bring this. Our story, which is what it really is, mm-hmm. to the main, the main motherfucking satellite. I'm so excited. The, the, I wish you could have seen your face and heard your voice reading these exchanges oh my god that was powerful <laughs> i wish lavender could have heard herself really heard herself as through one of us and heard how powerful and how meaningful and sensible and brilliant her responses were to what we've introduced to her today i love this oh my god this has been so fucking awesome and this won't be the last one we do on this here um, <laughs> we gotta have a part two. <laughs> we have to have a part two. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what's going through your head at the moment. Uh, well, since we're gonna have a part two, I I want to save some of the stuff I want to. Uh, I'm thinking about, but no, nah, I ain't, ain't gonna save it. I can say it again. Um, <laughs> goddamn right. What, what um, Lavender was saying about you know us wishing that we can do it today wishing that we could come together be all on one motherfucking page yeah i that is a fucking dream of mine as well but it's kind of it's kind of difficult when you got these fucking distractions and i ain't even talk i ain't even talking about like 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 they always gonna have they always gonna try to distract us they always gonna try to 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 put op- obstacles in our way they always gonna try to target us in certain ways but we have some in our camp who who are who are pissed who are pissed mm-hmm. and our distractions like Kunye pissed mm-hmm. with this bullshit 
<laughs> like it's kind of hard to do when 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 we got a large uh portion of our people who are hypnotized by bullshit like that. Mm -hmm. And um he ain't the only one. He definitely ain't mm -hmm. the only one. But he's one of he's he's one of the more well-known ones. Mm -hmm. Um but yeah, I, I, that's one of my dreams as well. That's, that's shit. I believe we all dream that we mm -hmm. all dream that we could be all on the same page and 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 get some shit done. Um, but you got motherfuckers like Kanye Pest and murderers and and rapists and shit like that, and just coons in general who are holding us back. I hate that. And, and I agree 100%. Unfortunately, the really sad part about that is the truth is every group of people on earth um, is home to um, individuals who are rapists, who are murderers, who are thieves, who are scumbags authoritarians you name it right but we are one of the few groups of people on earth who can't afford that we we can't afford that when you speak about the uh, uh the larger part the whole of white american society and really white society period right across the planet societies they are not they can afford to have bernie madoffs without every white person or every Jew being a Bernie Madoff. You get where I'm coming from? They can afford to have Jeffrey Dahmers without every member of their race or their group, ethnic group, what have you, being a Jeffrey Dahmer. They have that grace, man. We don't have that grace. If one of us is a fucking drug dealer, all of us is. If one of, if one of us sags our fucking pants, all of us sag our pants. If one of us is a deadbeat fucking father, we all are held accountable for that. We are one of the only groups of people on planet Earth, certainly at the top of the fucking food chain, right? Well, we can't afford to have weak motherfucking links. We, we, we can't because we're all held accountable for the actions and behaviors of weak links. We can't afford Kanye's, man. We cannot afford Kanye's. Nah. Kanye's. Nah. They set us back internally, but more importantly, they set us back externally. Hmm. We can't afford to have uh a Tookie Williams, or we're all potential gang leaders or murderers. But Italian Americans, white people, can afford to have uh, your Al Capone, Al Capone, <laughs> right? And your Tommy D. Simones <laughs> from Goodfellas, right? <laughs> They could afford to have your Paulies, your Capos, without all of them being viewed that way by the majority of people on earth. But we are, yo, 
black Americans, man, uh, <laughs> we are section off in so many ways. So we must be nothing as as Grant Morrison, who wrote New X Men, which I know you also loved that run back in two thousand or two thousand four. Uh, a character, a mutant, says, "We are before the eyes of the world, and we must we must be nothing less than fabulous. Hmm. We we can't afford." And of course, we get the gist of that. We know why that character says that, right? But in reality, of course, uh, you're going to have some murderers. You're going to have some rapists. You're going to have some assholes, right? But we got to shoot for being as great or fabulous as we can fucking be. And with motherfuckers like Kunye, who have the money, they have the power, they have the visibility, everything else about them is who they actually are, the things that matter, horseshit. That's come. A way for us to get to the place we want to be, what Lavender mentioned, her dream and your dream as well, and mine as well, and the dream of so many other Black Americans is to acknowledge when we have assholes among our ranks, like Kuye. We got to hold them fucking accountable or, or Jesse Smollett. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> <laughs> don't and you and I discussed this God don't stand in solidarity with assholes once right. you know that there are assholes because if you're standing in solidarity with assholes what does it make you mm -hmm. once you know we all can be forgiven for not knowing but once you motherfucking know <laughs> Don't stand in solidarity with them. So I believe that that's one of the ways that we could get to what you and Lavender mentioned, your dream, and obviously what my dream, and what is the dream? It's the dream of so many other people. A real dream. Real. Real what? Real cheese. Real cheese. <laughs> real cheese. Read that real shit, right? Mm -hmm. To attain that real cheese. We got to be, we must be nothing less than fucking fabulous, man. As, or as close to, as close as possible. Uh, we don't need to stand in solidarity with assholes. We need to call them out, hold them accountable, you know, because otherwise we're no different than your Mitch McConnell's or your ham-faced Taylor Greens or your crippled Asheville, North Carolina, crippled Cawthorn. <laughs> we got a lot of work to do within amongst ourselves, within our own, within ours, within us, right? But they have even more work to do. A whole lot of they have even more work to do. But we got we to not think like Magneto said. We can't be thinking about them if we're going to get to where we want it. If we're going to reach that plateau, we're going to reach mm -hmm. that. We're going to reach that, that mountaintop. We can't be thinking about because they're going to do what he said. It. You're going to do what it is. You're going to you're going to do what it is. You do. You're going to behave as, as wolves behave. Mm -hmm. We know this already. 
just know we about our shit. Hmm. And you need to stay out of our shit. Mm -hmm. Let the next time on part two, we'll be talking about this whenever that is. Spurler alert. There will be uh, rules and regulations that the Krakowin Council has laid out that, in other words, rules that are laid out to hold mutant citizens of, or citizens, because only mutants are allowed of Krakoa, accountable for their behaviors and actions, because they, it's about them holding themselves accountable. Mm -hmm. So they won't backslide. <laughs> and this Southern goes brilliant night parlance um, into the whore, into the bullshit. Mm -hmm. Back into the horse shit, man. So I am greatly looking forward to that. And um, I got to tell you, man, I, this is the most fun. This is, I can't say it's the most fun. I would say I would, I would, I would, it would be neck and neck with a few shows you and I have done. Mm -hmm. Like, this is like, I don't even want to say it's better. I don't want to say it's worse, but it's, I've enjoyed the fuck out of this. <laughs> and I know y'all have. Hell yeah. And I can't wait to do part two whenever that occurs. Yeah, yeah. I also know you have a just a bevy of fucking brilliant to unleash about this. <laughs> More of this. And I know that Lavender does as well. Hopefully the next time, God, part two of this when we move into part two of this, Lavender will be well informed. Mm -hmm. Because if I know her, she'll get on Amazon and she'll order these books we're talking about. You mark my words? <laughs> and we'll be able to sink even deeper into it, man. It's just been so lovely and I've enjoyed it. And and uh, you already know how you know me for 30 years. So you know how hype I get about this. But to our listeners who have ruptured eardrums because of my enthusiasm, please forgive me for that. But I'm just excited as fuck about this. <laughs> what we're talking about. Not, I'm excited about discussing mutant stories and how it relates to real life our people, but I'm more excited about understanding what that means to us. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else you want to say, God? I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> I just feel so fucking good, man. I, I, I gotta say it. And I know you know, you ought to know, you know my ass is out of now. I just feel awesome about this. Is this something, is there anything you want to say, God? I'm just ready for part two. Ready for when we can have a uh, lavender back up here. We can we can dive back into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Hell yeah. Um, definitely some shit. I might have to down write down so I won't forget mm -hmm. some shit that mm -hmm. I want to say. My cousin Carl, who will be, uh, or as I always called him, always called him Carl. Carl, right. He will be joining us at some point in the future. And he, uh, there was a, uh, he said a couple of words a couple of days ago, and you thought those words were cool. So when we get to talk, and I want to, I want our listeners to hear those words through you. 
Um, you thought that they were cool when he said them. In case there is anybody here that listens to who feel like, okay, enough about Cunha already, right? Enough about Money Mayweather already. Enough about whoever the fuck already, right? This is what we want y'all to know. What were those words Carl said? He said that when we go in on somebody, we go in and we don't really let up. And he love that shit. He love it. He think it's perfect. So <laughs> I like, I like and, it. Mm -hmm. And we agree firmly. Mm -hmm. And we're going to keep doing what it is we motherfucking do. Until part two. Until the next episode. <laughs> we'll see you on the other side. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. Fuck yeah. Until next time on the main satellite. Yeah, yeah. All right, fellas. All right, good night, bro. All right. Take it easy, bro. All right. All right.